What is going on guys? My name is Mac. Across from me, lifelong friend basketball connoisseur Gareth Howe. Today, we don't have our executive producer, owner, president, boss, man of all you need to know this show where we talk about everything, learn about nothing, Quinn Eaton. He's not here. He was here last week. So we got our we got our little fill of him. He'll be back in a few weeks to uh meet up with us and uh you know keep us in line. You know, he's our boss, dude. We don't need anybody keeping us in line. We're good. Yeah, we're we're good. We're good, to, go, we're good little soldiers. We're good little podcast soldiers. That's right. But uh, anyway, guys, it's Press Breaker Podcast coming at you guys with the seventeenth installment, and we got a special theme for this week. You know, we gotta get we gotta get in the mood. You know, we gotta get in the scary, spooky spirit. So, run us down the itinerary, Gert. What's the what's First. the theme for today? It is NBA spooky takes, spooky stats, spooky thoughts. And, you know, it's a little different than, you know, I'm sure last week uh, one of us said, I'm sure it's probably me, that we're going to keep a little schedule going talking about NBA action. But then I thought, you know, why not give a little theme episode just to change it up. And we're still going to address current things going on. And then Mac and I have both gone through random years we're going to talk about bad stats or good stats from Halloween games past, as there are many to dissect. Yeah, so essentially what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to go through, talk about scary performances, as in, you know, putting the league on scare. You know, if you play them, then you're going to be scared. And then we're also going to talk about spooky stats that uh, the person playing got scared of the basketball, of the rim, mm -hmm. of the backboard, of the paint. Basically go through people that put the league on scare and people that were scared to play in the league. So, so I'm yeah, terrified. <laughs> it's spooky. Uh, you, know, you know what's spooky? How good the Timberwolves are. That's what's spooky. Yay. They beat the Bucks last night on actually... I was looking. I watched the yeah. Uh, I watched the end of that game. Uh, I didn't get to catch much, but what popped in my or what popped to my eye was that Ant Man was actually the least uh had the least amount of points of that big three. Yep, but you know who the, who's uh hands the ball was in at the end. Ant Man. Yeah, that's true. And it's becoming pretty clear that he's just in charge, like that you would think the leader was cat but it seems like everybody's kind of stepping aside and let ant kind of take that role which so far seems to be the right thing to do so. it seems to be the move because uh cat is not afraid to take that kind of like sidekick second man mantle mm -hmm. but the thing is they're all getting their touches and they're all getting their reps so they just like they respect the direction that the team's going and they just they're full force into it and you know they're committed to that plan and it's winning them games yeah, I think my favorite thing about Ant is, like, a reporter asked him kind of what his natural ability to lead was like, and he said he just enjoy it. Like, he just is going to tell D'Lo or Cat, for example, like, hey, you have four people on you. You should probably pass the ball, which I love. Because every NBA player that's good is going to ball hog at times when they shouldn't. That's just, like, part of it. So I like that he's, like, acknowledging that. I'm sure he will acknowledge that he does it too, so I, I like that. And I would like to change my prediction for their record to that they will win 50 games Assuming, oh, 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 assuming on. they stay healthy. If they don't oh, stay healthy, on, they're not going to win 30. Don't worry. 
possibly but, possibly an early season overreaction, but hey, you know what might happen? I think uh I think it's really cool that uh that they're showing poise on defense as well. You know, last year you could tell they didn't really care. Like this year, they're really showing the effort on defense. They're really getting into the passing lanes, and I think that's just because Pat Bev is there now. And also, I didn't realize this, but Ryan Saunders, we've talked about before, maybe we haven't. Me and you have talked about it probably in person. He sucked. I, I like, I get that's maybe a just I don't know a flyer hire, but it was a bad hire, and I'm glad they got rid of him because their defense before. He left as like 29th in the league, and then at the end of the season with Chris Finch, it was like top 15, I think, their defense efficiency yeah. rating. So it was always on the up and up. But yeah, adding like Torian Prince and Pat Bev to the mix really uh, helped out, I think, the mentality on defense. But enough about the Timberwolves. What about old man Scotty Barnes? I love him. Dude, you know. Love Scotty oh, Barnes. Perfect segue, Gert. We didn't even rehearse this. Perfect segue into our current spooky, scary stats of the league coming in. Oh, I didn't even know this was coming. Look at this. I'm giving this I'm giving this a good rating. Like this is spooky. He's putting the league on scare. We're talking about Scotty Barnes, man. Fourth pick out of Florida State to the Toronto Raptors. Man, what's spooky in a bad way is his three point percentage, man. Shooting seventeen percent from the three. That's that's not gonna fly. But hey, he's not supposed to hit him. At least he's shooting it though. He's shooting about two a game. And he's only made a three in one game this season. But, get better. but it's fine because he's dropped 12, 25, 17, 13, and 18. The guy had 18, 7, and 7 the other night against Indianapolis, which was last night for us, but it's going to be two nights ago for you guys when you hear this. So that's why I said the other night. But, you know, I, I hate to divert or I hate to digress and all, but speaking of spooky scary in a bad way. Indiana Pacers one and four, kind of a yikes, man. But uh, uh, it's a huge yikes. And I saw something that was kind of weird to me. I don't know if it's a bad thing or not, but Malcolm Brogdon's playing like thirty-eight minutes a game, which I feel like is a lot. I don't know why that like that's such a weird thing to stick out to me, but it just something I just wanted to say. Just feels weird for somebody like him to be playing that many minutes a game, especially if I feel like the Pacers are kind of deep, but maybe not. So. Oh no, they had Brad Wanamaker playing a lot of minutes last night uh, when they were playing the Raptors, so I don't know, man. They shouldn't have got rid of Aaron Holiday. He's not great, but it helped. He he was made for that team. He was good for that team. But yeah, back on back on uh topic to Scotty Barnes. Averaging seventeen, eight, and two and a half for this uh for this first little stint of the year. Fifty three percent from the field, seventy five percent from the free throw line. He's showing that he belongs in the league, man, and it's it's glorious. It's amazing. Yeah, so obviously me and you both thought pretty good of Scotty Barnes. I thought a little better of him pre-draft than you did, but hey, I won't say I was on to something, but then I got him on my fantasy team, and he's really he's really stepped up, except for one game where he had like eight turnovers, but that's neither here nor there. Happens. Uh, hold on, I'm an idiot. All right, I'm back. I locked my phone with all my stats, so sorry for the lull there. Uh, a spooky stat in a bad way. Like I'm scared. Uh, James Harden, not yeah, dealing well with the rule change so far. I'm yeah. sure you saw the uh clip of him on Twitter. Like that's probably like, the first uh, clip I've seen. Like with him and Bam, where he actually like yeah like, 
clearly is like hooking. Like I've never seen it in such a good angle. So I was like, dang, I, I really opened my eyes. But he is a uh, good number. I'll go through the good numbers for James Harden first. Uh, seven rebounds a game. Pretty good for a point guard. Eight assists a game. Not his best, but pretty good through four games. A block a game and a uh, 1.2 steals per game. And he's shooting 33% from the three. So yeah, I think I mean, those not pretty good all. stats. Pretty good stats for James Harden. Four games in. Here's the problem. Uh, he is only averaging 16.5 points a game. Not what you want from James Harden at all, especially in that Nets offense right now. Uh, and he's only shooting 36% from the field. And I know he's Ooh. like a volume shooter, but uh, James Harden should be like, like around 45. And he has the ability to be around like 45% in my eyes at least. I don't know if I'm thinking too highly of him, but that's just kind of my thought. And he ha- is averaging 4.6 turnovers per game, which is not good either. The thing about him, though, is he's one of the best offensive players the game's ever seen. 100%. He'll adjust, for He'll sure. find his way. He, he, I guarantee you he will find his way. Uh, I'm not worried about it whatsoever. But, um, but yeah, if, if that's all you have, I can't wait to get to the next one, if that's all you have on James Harden. Yeah, I just wanted to. Yeah, I'm not really worried about him either. I just think it's notable that the rule change. This is like a clear indicator that the rule change is like, hey, James Harden, quit yeah. being stupid. And which technically he wasn't being stupid. He was being really smart. So yeah. like, whatever. But how about we'll putting the league on scare notice? The man out of Charlotte, Miles Bridges. 26 mm. points a game through five games, eight rebounds a game, two assists. Almost, almost. He's half a percent away from the 50 40 90 club through his first five games, shooting 52% from the field, 39.5% from the three, and 91% from the free throw line. This man put up three 30 pieces in his last four games. The Charlotte Hornets are four and one, putting mm. a- absolutely putting the league on scare. Well, I'll tell you what, I just scrolled up in my little notepad here, uh, and he has officially jumped into the top five of my uh, top ten power forwards. If we just base it off this season, so far. Oh well, yeah, because uh, Zion hadn't played, and anime Miles best Bridges, That's true, and the pants is awesome. Uh, regardless, though, Miles Bridges just has played better than everybody else that was above him because he was 10 on my list. Well, now he's number five until something changes. So I'm I, I'm here for it. I love it. I love Miles Bridges. And I think it's – I kind of think it's funny that he's doing this because I don't think anybody expected no, it. No, not I, at all. I was just be, about to say that. Like, everybody would be okay if he was averaging, like, the season 15 to 20, you know, really solid and kind of normal Miles Bridges numbers. Like, he does that. Not super regularly, but like it wouldn't shock anybody if he did. Yeah. But the fact that he scored 33 times is just, I love it. It mm-hmm. makes me giddy. Yeah. Josh Giddy. I was about to say Josh Giddy. Dude, why are we on a wavelength today? What is this? Dude, because we've been together for 17 weeks doing this pod, man. That's true. All right. All hit, right. Yeah, hit me. Yes, yeah, I'm going to hit you. Russell Westbrook. Oh, come on. That's where we're going. No, only a few stats. I'm not dissecting this whole thing because he's still averaging really good numbers. Uh, But here's my problems. All right? You ready? Mm-hmm. 17% from three. Career low. Yeah, that's... 
uh, career low, 45% from the free throw line. Oh, yeah. As, as a point guard. Ooh. Career high, six turnovers a game. That's all. It's the only stats I'm hitting. He's going to improve, but I will note that his free throw percentage last year was still only like 50-something, like high 50s. So yeah, for, for a reason, guy that's so explosive and gets to the line a lot, you, you really hate to see that. And he's a guard, dude. Like, even Rondo has, like, imp- like you know, they say the big hands is a problem, right? Well, Rondo f- learned how to shoot free throws. Like, Russell Westbrook also could shoot free throws at one point. Like, what's happening here is pretty much my argument. Like, what? how do you get worse at free throws, right? Yeah, I, I mean. I don't really. Yeah, that. I definitely agree. I mean, I don't really have a coin. The only, the only rebuttal I have to that is he's on a new team, new environment. But been on primetime before, man. So. I don't, Free throws is the most muscle memory thing in basketball, right? I mean, it's so you're just standing there. Yeah, especially as a pro, that's just nothing. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's Again, just got to be. It's just got to be a big mental block for him. And uh, I'm not sure if he'll. I'm not sure if he'll improve from the free throw line, but I think he has a decent shot at it. I think that he. Uh, I think that he'll improve, and I think that LA will eventually find their way, and they'll be a they'll be a force in the league. Uh, something I, I can't remember who I was listening to talk about it. It was one of the analysts. Uh, they're talking about how important seating is going to be for LA, and I'm to the point now like they're if they play like they have been playing without LeBron, LeBron is not going to be able to rest that much regular season because if they're a seven seed again, they're not winning again. Yeah, like they they're not a team that can be outside of the top four seeds. Like they need really the Lakers would be best probably at one or two because they play the really not that there's a bad west team really anymore but they play the worst teams in the playoffs so it's like that's pretty much what they need so i'm pretty much to the mindset now that something doesn't change which i don't see it changing that lebron's gonna have to play a lot more than he wants to this season yeah which is tough but you know if lebron ends up playing 76 out of the 82 games lakers are the one seed they win the finals I think that just atones to LeBron's greatness even more. Yeah, I agree. Also, he can play two games. I get why he doesn't want to, but I mean, if he if LeBron plays seventy plus games, he is gonna be like a twenty sixteen finals LeBron, where he's probably scoring forty two or three times. So he's gonna be on such a like tear and consistency level that he's gonna be better than everybody else by a mile. I think if yeah. he plays that many games. I agree. Because he'll be just in such a good rhythm. I agree with that. And right, move your next one. Yeah, for, for my final uh for my final scary stat line, I've got I've gotta go with the with the hometown college boy, Ja Morant, man. Mm. Averaging thirty and a half points, five rebounds, eight and a half assists. He's averaging the 50 and the 40. He just can't get 90% from the free throw line. So, you know, 50, 40, 80, next best thing. He's averaging 55% from the field, 45% from three, and 80% from the free throw line. And for a guy that doesn't really shoot threes all that well, he's making it work. Um, He shot five for seven in the game against L.A. Heartbreaker, man. He choked that game, but hey, it's growing pains. Um, they wouldn't be in that game without him. He scored forty that game, yeah. so it's like I I whatever. agree. Uh, and then he shot three of six from the three in the L, the twenty point L over Portland, man. But hey, Memphis two and two, 
Not the worst start. You know, you've got a 37-point game, a 28-point game, and a 40-10 and 10 game from them. I mean, the sky's the limit for them. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know who they're missing? Who's that? Jonas. Yeah, I, I, knew, I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to well, say it. Well, just because him and Steven Adams are very similar defensively and rebounding, but scoring, very different. Yeah, very, very different. And very Jonas different. just has and, that. Jonas has that little bit of explosiveness because he's younger. I would almost say that it's doesn't even come down to ability as much as just like overall aggressiveness. Like obviously Jonas is a better scorer, but he also just shoots more. Steven Adams just does not shoot the ball at all. Like he Steven Adams' intention is never to score. Whereas Jonas always in the post has intention to score, which makes him so good. Yeah. So that's just the big difference. I think though I think somebody will eventually step up. Uh but if they don't. They're not making the playoffs. Like they, they are a team that needs that solidified third option. Yep, I agree. So, um, all right. My last spooky stat, as in spooky, as in bothering me. Don't like it. Hate it. Needs to improve. Sadiq Bay through the first four games. Ooh, okay, yeah. Only shooting twenty three and a half percent from the three point line. Mm. That was. That was what made him last year. What put the league on notice is Sadiq Bay, underdrafted, undervalued. Yeah, and here he is. Which I will say, Sadiq, I have him again on my fantasy team, so I'm real like religiously. I see his stats every time I get in that app. He's averaging like ten boards, which is really good for him. So he's he's improved in other areas, but like he can't lack the three. Like that's he is was he's got to keep that in being a sniper. Yeah, and I. Got another player that's bothering me about the three-point line. Chris Middleton, 25% even from the three-point line through the first four games. Oh, Don't like that. Okay. He will get better because it's Chris Middleton. He's established. He'll figure it out. Yeah. But, again, I don't like it when shooters don't, like, lose their rhythm like that. I get it's early, but that's why they're shooters. They shouldn't lack in that rhythm, Yeah. in my opinion. I mean, so. yeah, I mean, you hit on it perfectly. I don't know what else to say. All right. All right. Now, boys, girls, whoever watches this, you know, I, I don't care what you go by. Hey, I like everybody. You but, got ears. That's all that matters, right? Yeah. If you got ears and you're listening to the Press Breaker podcast, I like you a lot. I'm going through the dates of games played on Halloween Day. I know it's not Halloween Day at the time of this recording or when this podcast is released, but, you know, for the theme. I'm going back through time, and I'm pointing out stats that put the league on scare back then into the day. I'll just tell you right now. We got 2018 from me. We have 2010, 2003, 1980, and 1961. So how do you want to do this, Gert? You you want me to go through all mine? You want to alternate? How do you want to do it? Shoot them all at me. Shoot them all at you. Shoot them all at me. I might throw in something, or I'll tell you go to the next one after each one. All right. October 31st, 2018, in a foggy and super-duper hot, so it's probably not foggy, Phoenix, Arizona. The Spurs beat the Phoenix Suns by 30 points. One of the first games of the season for both teams. Spurs 5-2, and two, Phoenix 1-6 and six after this game. 30-point win. To get a 30-point win on the road is something special. But to do it in Phoenix, where they had such... But at the time, Phoenix was bad, so I guess it makes sense. 
But anyway, I digress. DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. 49 points combined for the squad. On the road, DeMar's rookie campaign when it comes to being in San Antonio. That was right after he got traded for Kawhi. We know how it turned out for the Raptors. Didn't turn out very well for the Spurs. But but yeah, tw- 49 points combined for DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge. That had to be scary. Terrifies me when I think about it. It only did for about a year, those two together. Yeah. But I wish they were just too old when they got together, man. Could have been a good duo five years before that, but not in 2018. Yeah, and we got 2010, October 31st, a 31-point win on the road for the Utah Jazz in their third game of the season against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Chesapeake Energy Arena. Paul Millsap, you know that role player, that kind of post-up guy for the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, well, 11 years ago, he was the man on the Utah Jazz. He scored 30 points and grabbed 16 boards with 6 assists to go along with it. Him... Al Jefferson had 23, AK-47, Andre Karolinko had 19, Darren Williams had 16, and then, you know what they say, they called him CJ Kilometers when he was in Toronto, CJ Miles with 21 off the bench, just an absolute team tear led by Paul Millsap, and they got the 31-point victory over the home team Oklahoma City Thunder, and KD and Westbrook, you know, they weren't nothing to sneeze at either. They combined for 52. So, just couldn't get it done. But, I mean, that Utah Jazz team was scary. Al Jefferson. What a freaking dude. Yeah. What well, yeah. a dude. I you agree. know what's sad? What's we up? only got to see, like, all-star-ish level Paul Millsap for, like, three years when we were, like, really starting to get into basketball. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as he got to Atlanta, that was more of he just became more of a role player because they were loaded and all that. Just like you know, yep. But Utah Jazz, Paul Millsap, different animal, different breed. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. Next on my list, man. October thirty first, two thousand and three, at the Saitama Super Arena in Saitama, Japan. We have the Seattle Supersonics taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Supersonics get the 19-point victory with Rashard Lewis dropping 58-4. A 50-point game for Rashard Lewis. Y'all might not know it, but back in the day, this man was a baller. He was a G. He was an absolute unit on the basketball court. Move on. I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> There's just nothing to say. Just Mike. I love Rashard Lewis, but it's just like, eh, you know, I'm ready. That was normal for him, though, back in that day. He was yeah, a pure scorer. Like, I'm not surprised. Just Sonics Rashard Lewis, respect the hell out of him. Yeah. In 1980, October 31st, you guys, you guys get the gist of it. We have Mike Newellen. Who is that? I don't know. Yeah, who is that? I don't know, but he was on the New Jersey Nets. 
dropped 37 and got the dub, a two-point dub over Wes Unseld, Elvin Hayes, Wes Matthews Sr., Bob Dandridge. Absolutely took it to those boys. And the Washington Bullets, which was the team with Wes Unseld and Elvin Hayes and all that, they were actually 2-8 and eight at this time, so I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if Wes Unseld was old or what, but yeah, they were 2-8, and eight, and the New Jersey Nets came in there and got the dub. Wes Unseld is just an enigma. Yeah, me. but Mike Newland, don't know who he is. You click on his name. He averaged 14 points a game in the league. So, I mean, he's all right, but he wasn't nothing great. But he managed to drop 37 and get the dub. Cool thing is, he was a shooting guard. So, Wes Matthews, his dad got 37 dropped on his head. Um, I'll go ahead and tell you, Wes Unseld was old. That was his last year in the league. Mm, okay. Only averaged 10 and 8 that year. Okay, okay. But anyway, so, for my last, for my uh, for my last entry here into the, the scary good stats that were played on Halloween, we go all the way back to October thirty first, nineteen sixty one, the New York Knicks versus the Cincinnati Royals. We had a straight brawl between Willie Knowles and Oscar Robertson, the Big O. Oscar couldn't get his team the W, but had 37, 13, and 7, almost with the triple-double. They call him the walking triple-double. They don't call him that for nothing. But Willie Knowles, I don't know who that is. He averaged 15 and 9 in his career. He had 37 and 15 and got his team the dub. Richie Gurren, also 30 points. Don't know who that is either. But uh, he was on uh, my team like three years ago. Oh wow! Just a little white, little white guy. Yeah. Uh, was Willis Reed on that Nick team? He was not. <sighs> shameful. <laughs> shameful. Shameful. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that's all I got. Oscar Robertson, though, God, just put up insane stats back then. He's like one of the few players that I'm like 100,000% confident would do the same thing now. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think his game would have a problem translating all. Like there's sometimes you think about it, like, Oh, you don't know, blah, blah, blah. For guards like him. Easy, easy translate. Yeah. Uh, all right. I have got four that I would like to go through. One is not the game though. This first one. This okay. one is just a team's all-time winning percentage on October 31st. Okay. And it is the Washington Wizards slash Bullets. They have a 26.3 win percentage on October 31st all-time. Oh, wow. I don't know how many games it play- they've played. I'm going to assume 100. I'm just giving them 100. Just because. But 26.3 win percentage. Garrett. It can't be 100. There's only oh, one. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would be a hundred years. Oh, I know. It's only been seventy-five. I'm giving him a hundred. <laughs> okay, man. All right. Yeah, they suck on Halloween, though. Apparently, I don't know. It's funny that you brought them up because they were they lost in the stat yep. that I pulled up. Exactly. So, exactly. That's a great. People connection. probably think this is like. 
minimally scripted, and it is not I, at all. I, yeah, I promise it's it not. It's not fit at all. I promise. The only thing I asked Mac about through text today was what years he dissected from for Halloween games. That's it. That's true. Nothing else I knew. All right. On to October 31st, 2013. Stoof Curry. Oh, With an no. 11 turnover game. Ooh. But I think he scored 50 plus. I'm pretty sure I read like the same game he scored 51 or something. Oh, but wow. he did have 11 turnovers. And now I only like the bad stats. Today, anyway. Exactly. Uh, We're a good cop, Bulls bad cop. Medley versus... Hits. Exactly. Bulls versus Heat. October 31st, 2006. Ooh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me guess. Oh. Let me guess. Dwayne Wade, six points. Uh, I don't know. I didn't look at the individual stats. I Uh-oh. focused on the team stats for this one. But maybe because the Heat only scored 66 points in a 42-point loss Ooh. to the Bulls, Ooh. where they were out-rebounded 49-29, to had 21 turnovers, shot 38% from the field and 17% from three, and 60% from the free throw line. All around, crapshoot game. You know what? Hang on. I pulled up that game right now. Dwayne Wade had... Oh, yeah, 25. But Shaquille O'Neal, seven-point game. Oh, spooky. Oh. Terrifying that Dwayne Wade had a third of their points. More than a third, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's That's so bad for an NBA team when the dude's only scoring 25. Yeah. Oh, ugh, ugh. even scarier. Oh, my most hated player in NBA history, Kirk Heinrich, 26 points. Ugh, ugh. Yep, he started for the Bulls a point that game. Oh, <laughs> uh, Kirk Heinrich, he's the best player ever. Hey, shout out Chris Duhon, man. He had 20 that game off the bench. Yeah, I, I kind of scanned the Bulls roster, and I was just like, I'm focused on the team stats because he got beat so bad. I wasn't worried about it. <laughs> um, All right. I have dubbed this game as... The worst Halloween game ever, in my notes. Okay. Just quick assumption through the very few I looked at. October 31st, 2000. The Nets versus the Cavs. Oh, no. And listen to this. A couple stats here for you. If you Actually, you know what? How many threes, total threes, you think were made? Zero. This Nets, five. <laughs> five total threes. And I think, like, 11 or 12 were attempted. Like and well, that's not this that bad. The, it's not terrible, but like. But why are you only the... shooting twelve three? Then again, bro, it was a different era back then, man. Yeah, but this is teams with Stephen Jackson, Stephon Marbury, and Kendall Gill. That's who was on that Nets team. You're telling me they're only shooting? They only shot like six threes. Like this is total twelve threes taken the whole game. Yeah. Okay. Like it just shook me. Uh, and uh, what else? What else? Oh, final score. 86 to 82. Absolutely disgusting. I hate it. Uh, j- everything about it was bad. Both teams shot under 41%. So, pretty uh, pretty bad. I'm sure there's maybe a worse Halloween game, but I don't know. Bro, Evan Eschmeyer on the Nets that game had 11 rebounds and one point. <laughs> hmm Uh... Who led the Nets in scoring? Uh, something Williams, right? Aaron Williams, yes. Aaron Off the Williams. Bench. Who the hell is that? Who is that? Know. I don't know. And well, then uh, quick deep dive. Oh, he averaged <laughs> he averaged five points a game and four rebounds a game on his career. Yep. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure the best player on the Cavs is Ilgowskis, right? In 2000? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but he only played 12 minutes and got no points, no assists, three rebounds. But yeah, Zydrunas Ilgowskis was on there. That was the only name I recognized, I think. If I can hey, Chris Gatling with a double-double, though. Shout out to him. Yep. But what, I think Kenny Martin was like four of like 17. Stephon Marbury was around the same. Just atrocious. Just a tro- an atrocious game. Yeah. Not the Nets, not the good Nets that I knew. Because, what, a year later, that's when they had Jason Kidd and yep. Richard Jefferson and Vince yep. Carter. Yep. <laughs> that was it right there, probably. That Halloween game, like, all right, time to... Time to rebuild the whole <laughs> It's roster. time to blow it up, baby. <laughs> blow it up. Get rid of them all. Oh. What you know what? Let's go look at the Halloween slate for this Halloween. Let's see what we got. Ooh. Let's go through it real quick. You know what? Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna ask you who you think's gonna win the games as I go through them here. Okay. Alright, that's fair. I'll take that. Me... How many games ESPN we got on that app. day? I'm guessing like I'm five. Getting... I'm getting there. My ESPN app runs terribly. Uh, I know the Raptors don't play on that day. Exactly five. Nice. All right. First game. The two and two Kings visiting the two and one Dallas Mavericks. Who do you got? Man. I'll give it to the Mavericks. I can't disrespect my boy Luca. I just can't do it. I know you couldn't do it. I know you couldn't do it. All right. The two and two Trailblazers at. The four and one Hornets. Oh, dude, Hornets all day. 40, 45, 45 point game for Miles Bridges. A triple double for Lamelo. Easy. Get them up and the hell out of ball. there. <laughs> dude, imagine a game this season and we get Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges both scoring fifty. That would be colossal. I'd stop watching NBA the rest of the year because I knew it couldn't get better than that. That is I'm the pinnacle talking. of NBA basketball. Fact. Fact. All right. The Utah Jazz visiting the Bucks at the five five serve forum. Oh, dude. The uh, Bucks all day. Not even a question. Next. Uh, this is gonna be a tough one for you. The Detroit Pistons visiting the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets all day. Easy. Shrug it off. Kyrie gets vaccinated nah. and somehow gets the full dosage in five days. Imagine. He plays. Hey, all right. Hey, fun. Quick question here. We haven't seen Cade Cunningham play yet, have we? Nope, we have not. He has been out this whole time. Yeah, that's sad. That is very that is very saddening. Uh also, I was talking about Sadiq Bay averaging ten boards a game. He uh leads the Timber or Timberwolves. He leads the Pistons in points per game and rebounds per game right now. You'd think it'd probably be Jeremy Grant. Nope, it's Sadiq Bay. That's odd. So the fact that he's scoring 18 a game, shooting 23% from three, it's impressive. Yeah. All right. The Rockets visiting the Lakers to round out the evening. Um, My gut feeling said 50-piece by Jalen Green, but I don't know, man. I, Lakers will probably pull it off, I would assume. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the reason that the Rockets aren't good anyways, but it's really not helping them that Kevin Porter sucks just an immaculate amount of sucking currently. Yeah, I yeah, that's like, that's tough. That is the definition of tough. 
He's all, he's averaging six point three turnovers a game right now, and I'm pretty sure he's scoring less than fifteen. Fourteen point three. And you know, people say that's pretty good. Well, nope, not in the spot that he's in. He should be him and Jalen Green and Christian Wood all need to be averaging twenty for how bad that team is. Like they have to. It's yeah. not really an option for him. Yeah. I agree. Mm. Pretty wholeheartedly. Well, guys. That's our spooky, scary episode for the week. Um, hope you guys did enjoy. Uh, hope you guys liked the trip down memory lane with our uh, past stats. Uh, hope you guys enjoy that we did, you know, scary stats that put the league on scare, and then scary stats that scared us because they're trash. Um, if you guys did enjoy, make sure to make sure to favorite the podcast, like it up, subscribe, whatever you got to do on whatever platform you're listening. Um. Make sure to tune in every Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern. Follow us on the socials at press underscore breaker. And, uh, yeah, guys, that I don't know what we're going to do next week. I would assume we're just going to cover normal NBA basketball. But, hey, if we get a, if we get an itch, we might do something else. You know, we might do some sort of theme or some sort of, you know, thing, just some sort of game or whatever we do here. Uh, I will say I didn't even think about it till just right now. Now we got a Thanksgiving theme, and now we can do a Christmas theme too. Look at us! Now we're themed. Yeah, we are not next week, obviously, but like when those come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine we did Thanksgiving and Christmas over the next two weeks and just knocked them out of the way, though. Yeah, just why not, right? You know, just... well, might might as well, dude. Uh, you know, January episode comes, we just do greatest preseason ga- or greatest summer league games on the Fourth of July. You know? Love it. I don't even know if they play summer league on the fourth of July. They don't. They definitely don't. But yeah, can't. Anyway, guys, yeah, we're out of here. See you later. Be safe. Have fun. Watch. The, listen to the podcast every week. Just do it.